Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, the saints of the Most High. Hallelujah. 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 Let's enter his presence for real. Let's enter his presence like we know who we're talking to tonight. Hallelujah. 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 Let's lift up this praise. Lift up this praise. Lift up this praise. Hallelujah. 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 Can the redeemed of the Lord say so? Can the redeemed of the Lord say so? Those that know their God, can we give him the honor and praise? Because we know it's not just by happenstance that we made it here tonight, but it's by the grace of God that there were no accidents, that there was no misfortunes, that we're all alive and healthy, that we're in our right mind. Can we give the God of the universe proper reverence tonight? Can we give him the glory and him the honor and not let, not let the enemy have this atmosphere? Can we come in with an attitude of praise, a posture of praise? Can we truly acknowledge our God for who he is and what he's done? Is he God and is there nobody beside him? Is there no one that can compare to him? Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Take it down now. Hallelujah. All right. Hallelujah. Let's uh let's let everybody get on one accord here. Then. Let us all get on one accord. Let's all get on one accord. Let's, let's bring it down a little bit. Bring it down a little bit. Bring it down a little bit. Because we're not going to fool ourselves in thinking that we're in the presence of God, thinking that we're in true praise. Because I want this to be serious. I don't know about y'all, but I came here tonight to actually get some things done in the spirit. Amen. Amen. So let's shake off today. Let's shake off everything that happened at work. Shake off everything that happened on your way here. Shake off what happened at the door. Shake off what happened at the entrance of the sanctuary. Shake it all off. Shake off your day because God is depending on us tonight to really come and pray. He's depending on us to have a pure heart before him. That means we can't be harboring anything from our day. Let's set aside all disappointments, all things we wanted to happen that didn't happen. Let's really set our minds to do exactly what we are called to do tonight. And that's in a seed on behalf of those that don't know they should pray or even how to pray. Amen. Now let's give God the proper reverence. All right? Because we're alive. And because we are alive, we ought to praise him. Amen. Can I get some agreement in that? Because we can say hallelujah, we ought to say hallelujah. 
because we can say glory to God. We ought to say glory to God because it's his breath that we're breathing as we're saying it. So we're just giving back to him what he's given to us. So we give the honor and praise to our father and our king because he still reigns. And he does still have no rival in case we forgot from Sunday. There is no equal to him. He still sits on the throne of our hearts. He's the reason we're alive today. I keep saying we're in our right minds. We can conceive the word of God, that the word still can be engrafted in us, that we haven't been turned over to a reprobated mind, that we have not become dull of hearing, that we still have a heart that's responsive to the voice of God. Can we give honor to God for that? Because he gave us the ear to hear. He says, those that have an ear to hear, let them hear. That we have eyes and we can see, that we have ears and we can hear. That we're not children of disobedience, but we're the, we're the children of God. So, Father, we just give you the honor. We give you the praise, Father, because truly without you, we wouldn't be here. Truly without you, we wouldn't know what we should pray. Truly without your spirit, we would be cast aside, Father. We would have no direction. We would know not where to go, Father. We thank you right now, Father, because you are God, and besides you, there is no other, Father. So we're just going to lift up this praise until we truly enter his presence with thanksgiving. Can we give him honor and praise the fact that we have breath in our body, the fact that everyone is here safely, there was no accidents on the way here. All of our children woke up today. We thank you right now, Father, for our teacher being alive and well in her right mind. We thank you right now for our pastor being alive and well in his right mind. We thank you right now, Father, they have not grown weary in their well-doing, Father. There's still an example for us to look to, Father. We thank you right now for the leaders that have assembled here tonight, Father. We thank you that their minds are fixed and their attitudes and their position of the heart is to truly intercede on behalf of our nation, Father. On behalf of your creation, Father, for those that don't know how they should pray tonight, Father, we stand in proxy for them tonight. We don't come with our own agendas, Father. We don't come with our own concerns, Father. But we just want to come and stand in proxy for those that don't know how to pray, Father. We stand in proxy for the crackhead, Father. We stand in proxy for the pimp, Father. We stand in proxy for the, for the, for the molester, Father. We stand in proxy, Father, for the drug dealer. We thank you right now, Father, for a change in their heart and mind, Father. We thank you right now for everyone that's involved in sex trafficking, Father. We thank you right now even for changing the mind of the, of the leaders of the porn industry right now in the name of Jesus, Father. We thank you for truly that we will stand before you with the heart to intercede tonight, Father, that we can affect change in our nation, Father, change in our community. We thank you right now, Father, even for the Virginia Beach Council, Father God, for the politicians that are even involved in sex trafficking, Father. We thank you right now for a change in their heart and their mind, Father. We thank you that you would touch them tonight, Father. Let them see and let them look into the eyes of that little girl, Father, and see that it could be their child, Father. Let them be overwhelmed with compassion, Father. We thank you right now, Father, for their hearts truly being tenderized, Father, not being hardened, Father. We thank you right now that it's not our children that was sex trafficked. We thank you right now that it's not our daughters, it's not our, our cousins, Father God, that, have not been, that haven't been taken, Father. But we thank you and we pray for those that have, Father. We're not going to take this moment for granted. We're not going to take this opportunity for granted, Father, because you have lent your ear to us tonight, Father. And for that, we will take full advantage. And we thank you right now, Father God, even for 
our president, Father, and all the persecution that he's coming under, Father, because he stands for the church right now in whatever capacity. We just thank you. You continue to protect him, Father. Continue to give him the wisdom and instruction he needs, Father, that, it, that the allotted time he's given us, Father God, here in America, the church in America, that we can come together and not be under persecution. We still can talk about the things we preach about. We still can bring the word in its true form and not have to worry about being persecuted. We still can say the name Jesus. So for that reason, we say Jesus because there are those that are dying for that very name. There are those that are dying for that very name, the name that we say we've been saved by, the name that we say we've been redeemed by. So, Father, we just thank you right now, Father God, for stretching your hand across our nation, Father, because you said if there would be one that would pray. You said if there would be one that would pray, Father God, that you would hold your hand back, Father. So we thank you right now just for the, our nation, Father God, for the hearts of the people, Father God, for the church of God to begin to rise up and stand for truth again. We thank you right now, Father, even for the leaders of the churches, Father, to stand again for truth. No more compromising, Father God. No more wavering. No more saying what the people want to hear, Father, but standing on the trueness of the word of God, Father. Not afraid of people leaving and walking out, Father God. Not, Father, itching ears, Father. We thank you right now for them standing for the whole truth, Father God, for the gospel's sake. Because these times we're in are getting darker, Father. The times that we're in are getting darker. So we thank you right now for the church of the living God to grow brighter and brighter, Father God. We thank you for a firm stance. We thank you for your protection even over our ministry as we're not afraid to address the things that are, that are in defect, Father. The things that are not right, the things that are out of order in the body of Christ. We thank you right now for protection, even over this facility, Father. We thank you that you've kept it since we were here Sunday. No vandalism, Father God. We thank you for Dan Star that they've been safe as they've been coming here this week, Father God. We just don't take anything for granted. We don't take it for granted because there are other businesses being broken into. There's other churches being broken into. There's other pastors being stabbed and being held at gunpoint, Father. But you would not have it to be our church, Father. So for that, we give you the honor and praise. For that, we say thank you because you allowed us another moment, Father, to give you the honor and praise and not have to worry about our lives being taken. Father God, we just thank you tonight. We just come in with an attitude of gratitude, Father God. We just thank you for everything that you've done, Father, because we don't take it for granted. We don't take it for granted that our intercessors are in their right mind. Father God, we don't take it for granted that our prophet is in her right mind, Father. We don't, think, we don't take it for granted that the elder is in his right mind, Father. Because had it been any other way, Father, we wouldn't have a prophet in the house. Father God, we wouldn't have an elder in the house, so we just thank you right now for continuing to protect them, Father. We thank you right now for protecting teacher's mind, Father God, with everything that she carries, Father. The, the direction of the ministry, Father, the vision for the ministry. We thank you right now for protecting her from any erroneous thinking, Father God, from the wiles of the enemy, Father, that she's not overtaken with disappointment, Father God, when we don't perform as we ought to. We thank you right now for strengthening our pastor, our man of God, Father. Continue to keep his heart tender to your word. Continue to keep his heart tender to your people, Father. Continue to keep his heart tender to your direction, Father. We thank you that he never decides to lead us on his own, Father, but it is in your hands that you continue to lead us that he is called the great shepherd because he follows the great shepherd. So we just thank you right now for everyone that's here tonight, Father. We thank you for the minstrels, Father. We thank you for every minister here tonight, Father. I just have a prayer of thanksgiving because I just don't want to take this for granted. I don't know about you, but I just come in to say thank you because he truly has already done enough for me. 
the fact that I can stand up here again, that I didn't fall into sin. See, it's these things that we said that he says we should give thought to. He said, think of those things that are lovely, those things that are of good rapport, that our children are safe, that our loved ones are still alive. That he saved us from losing our mind. Some of us are no longer being tormented with depressive thoughts, with oppressive thoughts. Oh, is that not enough to give him thanks for? Suicidal thoughts, that he's freed us from these things. It says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Let the redeemed of the Lord say that he is great. Let the redeemed of the Lord say that he is mighty. Let the redeemed of the Lord say that he's done it all for us, that he's caused us to overcome. Let the redeem of the Lord say that he's great. Let the redeem of the Lord say that he's great. We should never lose our praise if we know our God. We should never lose our praise if we know our God. If we know what he's really done for us. If we really could, if he could pull back the veil and let us see the warfare that's over our minds. Let us see the warfare that's over our cause. The warfare that's over our families. If he would pull back that veil and let us see, oh, how we would praise him. Oh, how we would worship him. If we saw the onslaught that the enemy would have on our lives. Oh, how we would praise him and thank him for keeping us. Thank him for keeping us. Thank him for keeping us. The word says that he keeps us. His word says that he keeps us. That we still can run to him and he continues to protect us. That it's by his spirit we cannot fall into sin. That it's by his spirit that I can consider his word. That I can consider his ways. That I can esteem his statutes. That I would esteem his word. Oh, but it's by his spirit that I praise him. It's by his spirit that we say thank you, Father. That we say thank you for what you've done. That the blood is still sufficient. That the blood is still sufficient. We thank you, Father, that it hasn't lost its power. We thank you that your spirit still ministers. We thank you that your spirit still governs this ministry. We thank you that you've given us the ability to walk in love. We thank you for your spirit, Father. We thank you right now. We just give you the honor and praise. We just thank you for being God. We just thank you for being God. It's in the simple things that we lose him sometimes. It's in the simple things that we lose him. Who are we going to pray for if we can't even give him thanksgiving? Our vehicles are intact. Our homes are intact. It's cold out and we're not homeless. Is that not enough to give him thanks? Is that not enough to give him praise? We're not tied up. We're not having to go to dialysis. We're not bedridden. Tiffany hasn't miscarried. It's all these things that are so great that the hand of God has stayed the hand of death. So we just give you the praise, Father, even right now for their child, Father. We just thank you for a healthy outcome, Father. In the name of Jesus, Father, we just thank you, Father, for all of us tonight, Father. We thank you that it's not that we take it for granted uh, any moment, Father God, that you have graced us to be here in this dispensation, Father. We thank you for your word. We thank you for our hunger and our thirst for your word. We thank you that we never lose that hunger and zeal for you, Father. We thank you that you never grow stale to us, but we thank you that you take us even further in you. Show us mysteries that we know not, Father. Show us things in you that we know not, Father. Show us how we ought to pray, Father. Show us how we ought to pray for, Father.
we give you the praise. We give you the honor. We give you the praise. We give you the honor. We give you the praise. We give you the honor. Because you continue to keep us, Father. You continue to keep us. When we don't want to think right, Father, you cause us to think right. When we don't want to be kept, you continue to keep us. When we tried to run away, Father, you kept us here, Father. When the enemy had us to lose our minds, you kept us in our right mind. When we wanted to give up, Father, you gave us a reason to hope, Father. Oh, we just give you the praise. Because we have not been overtaken by this world. And it's dictates, Father, and it's desires. But the fact that we're standing here tonight declares that we're victorious. The fact that we stand here tonight declares that we're victorious. We give you the honor and praise. We thank you for just being God tonight. We thank you that you have truly answered our prayers, Father. We thank you right now just for everything you've already done, Father. And we just thank you, Father, because you are above and over everything in this life, Father. Nothing has been exalted above you. It's in your son's name we pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Can we come on one accord? Glory to your name, Jesus. Can we unite? Glory to your name, Jesus. Glory to your name. We are here at intercession and prayer, ready to pray, ready to intercede, ready to stand in the gap. Do we come on a, with a purpose tonight to pray, to intercede? To stand in the gap. So where is our war cry? Where is our war cry, body of Christ? Where is our war cry tonight? Where is our war cry? Where is our deep intercession? Can we forget about ourselves, our current situation? Can, did we come here with the purpose, the intent of our heart to pray tonight? Where is our war cry? Do we come to assemble here tonight to pray, to intercede, to stand in the gap? Because again, in battle, it's not one, it's not two that you send out. There's an army of soldiers. There's a war cry that we have to send to the enemy. There's a war cry that's required from everyone that's assembled here tonight. There's a war cry from the men, from the women, the children. Because we're in a battle. Did we come here to fight? Or did we come to stand on the sideline to be defeated? We are in a battle. There's a war over sickness and disease. There's a war over Tiffany's child. There's a war. There's a war over our minds, war over our bodies, a war over our marriage, our children. We're not on the sideline. Can we engage in the fight tonight? 
Can we engage in the fight tonight? Can we engage? Can we open up our mouths? Can we lift our hands? Did you come here to pray? Or did you come here to sit on the sideline to be overtaken by the enemy house of time? We are in the war and we have to come here ready to fight, ready to defeat the enemy. So we glorify you, Father. We honor you. We exalt you. We give you the praise that truly due to your name, Jesus. Praise is our weapon. We cannot go to war without praise. There's a sound that has to be sent to Hasatan and all of his things. There is a sound that has to be released. There's a sound that has to be released. That we are on the scene. We have to serve notice to Hasatan. Where is our war cry? This is intercessory prayer. Where is our war cry to Hasatan? Where is the war cry over this generation? Where is the war cry over your marriage, your children, this nation? Where is the war cry, body of Christ? Let's forget about ourselves, our emotions, our feelings. We are here to pray. We're here to wage war against the enemy. Nothing that we're trying to conjure up, but what we believe. We're here to fight. There's a war over T's body. There's a war. Do we care? Are we concerned? There's a war over her body tonight. There's a war. There's a war over sickness and death. Our pastor, our teacher, myself, the elder, sore throat, aches and pains. There's a war going on of sickness and disease. A common cold can even take us out. There's a war. Can we pray a covering and protection over everyone here? That sickness and disease, that the flu will not take us out. There are many people who die from the flu. A common cold. Walking pneumonia, come against bronchitis. Glory to your name, Jesus. Can we come against asthma right now? Can we bring our protection around all our leaders, everyone assembled here, our entire walk of ministries? There will be no sickness, no disease. Follow our prayer covering and protection right now in the name of Jesus. We plead the blood of our pastor, over our teacher, over T, Dan Star, Built by B, BTW. We pray a covering and protection over Whitney, the intercessor, the security. Give them keen insight right now. Give us the spirit of discernment in this time, Father. End time dreams, Father. Release your end time mantle over Walker Ministry tonight. Give us discernment. Give us keen insight, Father. How to pray, how to intercede, of how to love right now. In the name of Jesus, Father. We ask for end time anointing, Father, right now. In the name of the things that's coming upon this earth, Jesus. Give us your strength. Give us your power, Father. Allow us to be focused and not overtaken by the cares of this life, the cares of this world, of work, Father, right now, of money, Father. Help us to be focused on your kingdom. You said, seek first my kingdom, and all these things shall be added, Father. I'm asking for an end-time mantle, an end-time anointing, Father, a fresh fire, anointing, direction for the ministry. Where should we go? Where should we travel, Father? What area we need to target right now? In the name of Jesus, this is a war. We are in the war zone, and it's a fight for our life. 
fall alongside us. We are in the war. We are in the war, body of Christ. We are in the war. It's a war over your life, a war over your mind, a war over your health. There's a war going on, but we have to engage. Do you see the missiles? Do you see the bombs? They're trying to target us. Father, cover and keep us right now. Cover each one with your blood, Jesus. That sickness and disease will not take us out. An accident, a car accident right now. In the name of Jesus, Father. In time, mantle. Raise up your advances. Raise up more prophets. Raise up more pastors that will stand for the truth. Raise us up, Father, for the fight right now. In the name of Jesus, Father. Have us to have keen insight. To be focused. Give us clarity. Give us vision, Father. We are in the war and body of Christ. It's a war over your mind. It's a war over your heart. A war of you walking in love. There's a war going on. There's a war going on. And the enemy's trying to take you out. The enemy's trying to take you out. And those that are called alongside you, we have to engage in this war. We have to engage in this war. There's a war going on. Do you see that that's a war going on? There's a war Oh, whatever I'm calling. There's a war of you answering the call. There's a war going on. But can we fight for them? Can we fight for them? Can we fight and contend? That God would keep them and protect them. That he would answer the call. There's a war going on. There's a war going on over his mind, over his heart. There's a war going on. There's a war. There's a battle. There's a fight going on. Do I serve God or do I serve the world? There's a war going on, body of Christ. There's an inward war even within ourselves. There's a war going on. Do I love myself? Do I hate myself? There's a war going on. Is my life worth living? Do I stay in this relationship? There's a war going on. It's a matter of life and death. It's a matter of life and death, body of Christ. It's a matter of life and death. So will we fight for one another tonight? There's a war going on answering the call of living a holy separate life. There's a war. There's a war. There's a pulling and a tugging from the world of sin. There's a war going on. But will we engage? Can we engage tonight? Can we engage? Can we engage tonight? Can we engage? Again, he said to send Judah first. He said send praise up. This is not a physical fight. This is a war of words. There's a war of words tonight. What are you saying? What are you speaking to your current situation? What are you speaking to the nation? What are you speaking to the president? What you speaking to this generation? What you speaking to your husband, your children? There's a war going on. A rebellion and disobedience. There's a war. It's a war going on. It's the war of our ministry moving forward. Will anybody engage in the war? Will you engage with the four motion of walking ministry? There's a war going on. There's a war going on. Will you engage? Will you engage? Will you engage? Will you fight? Will you contend? I need you to fight. I 
need you to go in tonight. I need you to engage with all your heart, your mind, all your energy. Exhaust yourself. Exhaust yourself. I need you to contend. I need you to fight. There's a war going on over your mind, over your heart, over your future. There's a war going on. The enemy's trying to kill us. He's trying to take us out. He's trying to take us out. There's a war going on. I do war over freedom tonight. I do a war. I find it content for you tonight, right now, that you have a reason, that you have a purpose right now. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I pray a covering and protection over you. In the name of Jesus, that you will stay the course, that you will stay the course right now. In the name of that you have value, that you have worth. Oh, I do war. Can we do war for our sister tonight? War over her mind. Fight for her right now. In the name of Jesus. Fight for her mind. Fight for her heart right now. In the name of Jesus. Can we do war? Can we engage? Can we engage tonight? Can we engage? Can we engage? Can I get everyone to engage? Can I get you to lift your hands? Can I get you to open up your mouth? This is the war that requires full participation. We don't send one now. You don't send two. We send an army of soldiers out. We send an army of soldiers. Where's my soldiers, body of Christ? I need you to engage. I need you to engage. This is a war. We are in a fight for our lives. And I need you to engage. There's a fight over your mind, over your body, your life. There's a war going on. There's a war. But you have to see it. Do you see the bullets? Do you see the bombs? Do you see the missiles? The enemy is trying to use you as a target. There's a war. Do war of a minister die right now in the name of Jesus. Do war over her mind, over her health right now. In the name of her purpose, her value and worth right now. To make the right choice right now in the name of Jesus. To make the right choice and stick with it. There's a war going on. There's a war. It's a matter of life and death for her. It's a war. Blood pressure, kidneys. It's a war. Can we fight and continue? We have to make the right decision right now in the name of Jesus. There's a war. There's a war going on. It's a war. It's a war over you, your family, your children. It's a war. It's a war going on, body of Christ. It's a war. It's a war. Do you see? Do you see? It's a war. It's a war. And I do warfare tonight right now. I fight and contend right now. In the name of Jesus, I fight and contend for your purpose, for your value, for your worth, woman of God. You're valuable. You're worthy. You're worth more than this, woman of God. Don't settle, woman of God. I do war for you. I do war. You deserve more, woman of God. You deserve more. Don't settle in this season. You deserve more. You have value. You have worth. You have purpose. There's a man of God that is waiting for you in this season. Do not settle. I do war. You have value. You have worth. You have purpose right now. In the name of Jesus, I do war. I do war. What God does for one, 
here to for another. What he's done for you. I pray a man of God. Like an elder. I do more. What God does for one minister star. He does for another. What he does for one. He'll do for another. I do more because it's a matter of life and death. It's a matter of life and death. I do more. You have value. You have purpose, Billy. I do more. You have value. You have purpose. You're needed. You're wanted. You're not neglected. You're not abandoned. I do more. I do more against the voices, the tricks and schemes of the enemy. I do more. I do more. I fight and continue. But when you fight with me, when you fight with me, there's a war going on. There's a war going on over our mind, our heart, over sickness and disease, premature death, accidents. I do war. Mishaps right now. In the name of Jesus, I do war. I do war right now. Master school shootings. I do war. Innocent bystander. I do war right now. Drive-by shootings. I do war right now. Wrong place. I do war. Covering protection over our ministry, over our time of city right now. In the name of Jesus, I do war tonight. But did you come to engage in the war? Did you come to engage in the war? It requires our participation to win. He said, send Judah first. Send my praise. Send my praise. Send my praise. Why? Because it causes a confusion. It causes an ambush. It causes the enemy to turn on himself. I do war. That's what praise do. Praise him, Tiffany. Praise him on your child right now. In the name of Jesus, do war right now. Do war. We don't wait till they get here. We do war over his mind, over his health, over every organ right now, over his brain, his heart right now. In the name of we do war. We do war right now. We cancel every assignment on his life right now. In the name of Jesus, we do war over your child, over your baby boy. We join with you. We do war. We do war. Come forth healthy right now. Every organ function according to its purpose. Full comprehension right now. And the name can see, can hear. Full mobility of his limbs right now. We do war right now in the name of Jesus. Come forth, Asher. Come forth in the name of Jesus. Come forth. No hindrance. No obstacles. Do war. Raise up. Act as a father. Tell as a father right now. That'll be a godly example for him right now. The name of Jesus. We call for the anointing, the power in your life. You're not here visiting, but you hear me in the womb. I do war. I do war. I fight for you. The same anointing that to me walks in. I call for Asher right now. In the name of Jesus. I call for it right now. In the name of Jesus. To be perfect right now. And be whole right now. In the name of Jesus. I do war. We have to do war before right now. In the name, we go ahead. We don't wait. We go ahead right now. In the name, full turn. Full turn right now. 
no complications right now. In the name that you will survive childbirth, the things that we take for granted. Right now, he'll come alive through the birth canal. We do war. We do war right now. Can I get everyone to do war right now? In the name of Jesus, over Asher right now, the unborn baby boy, but he hears me in the spirit. Hear me in the spirit, baby boy. Health and peace I proclaim. We come against every form of disobedience, rebellion. Right now, in the name of Jesus. We come against every complication and pregnancy right now. In the name of Jesus. Full turn. Full turn right now. Every organ function according to its purpose right now. The power of Holy Spirit. I send to your womb right now. In the name of Jesus. Rise up, man of God, right now. In the name of you have a reason. You have a purpose right now. You have value. We do war tonight. We do war. Body Christ is a matter of life and death. It's a matter of life and death. But we have to engage in the war. That's all God asks us. He said, will you engage? Will you participate? He said to sin. Children first. We don't have to comprehend, understand, try to figure out. He said, just praise me. Just praise me. He said, I'll work it all out. He said, I just require you to praise me. So before the word of God, can we send a shout to Hasatan that we have the victory? Can we send glory to your name, Jesus? Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Because they can handle a lot of noise, they can handle praise and bring silence. It causes them to come under obedience and authority. Glory to your name, Jesus. Hallelujah. It breaks silence in their camp. Glory to your name, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. It breaks the silence. Oh, and it throws them on all their weapons. Glory to your name, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, and it throws the enemy. It jams their communication and brings them to complete silence. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Glory to your name, Jesus. Glory to your name. This is what we do. This is why we came to the throne to defeat the enemy tonight. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. We have to use our weapon. Pull out your weapon. Pull out your weapon, body of Christ. Pull out your weapon. It's the battle of words. It's the battle of words. What are you saying? What praise are you lifting up? Glory to your name. Hallelujah. 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 It causes confusion. It causes it to turn on himself. Glory to your name. If we only knew 
Well, praise God to Hasatan and all his demons, all the leeches. It breaks them to silence. It throws them of all power and authority. That will praise God. Glory to your name, Jesus. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. This is my secret. This is how we win. Glory to your name, Jesus. Glory to your name. I don't have to understand. I don't have to figure it out. Glory to your name, Jesus. Glory to your name. Glory to your name, Jesus. Glory to your name. If we can get this secret, glory to your name. Glory to your name. It dethrones the enemy. Glory to your name. It brings them to silence. They turn on themselves. Glory to your name. It sends them into silence. Glory to your name. Because my allegiance is with God. Glory to your name. Glory to your name, Jesus. Glory to your name. Glory to your name, Jesus. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Tiffany, all you have to do is praise them through the whole praise. Glory to your name. Send that sound to them. Send that sound to your face. Glory to your name. It will cause everything that's out of order to be in order. Glory to your name. Glory to your name, Jesus. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. It will bring in order to autoimmune disease. Your praise. Your praise will bring your body into order. Glory to your name. Anything other order comes into order. Glory to your name, Jesus. Glory to your name. This is our secret body of Christ. This is our weapon. Glory to your name. It brings a hush over the enemy. Glory to your name. He said, send Judah first. He said, send Judah first. Send Judah. Why? Because it causes confusion. Why are they praising me? And they have all of this going on. Glory to your name. It brings confusion. It brings confusion to the enemy. It lets them know I serve God. And God is my helper. He is what I need. Glory to your name, Jesus. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Glory to your name, Jesus. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. We all just had to get on one accord and praise God. Glory to your name. We don't go in by one or two. We go in as an army of soldiers. Glory to your name, Jesus. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Glory to your name, Jesus. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Glory to your name, Jesus. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Glory to your name, Jesus. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. And this is healing. There's deliverance. There's protection. Glory to your name, Jesus. Glory to your name. Glory to your name, Jesus. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Autoimmune. 
Jesus. Has to answer. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. They have to answer to your level of praise. Glory to your name. I command this body to come in line with the word of God. Function according to its purpose. You have a work to do. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. We send praise to every organ right now. Come alive right now. In the name of Jesus. Come alive. We send praise right now to autoimmune disease. You have no room here. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Minister die. High blood pressure. Kidney failure. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. I speak life right now. Minister die. You shall live to proclaim the goodness of the Lord. Glory to your name. Glory to your name, Jesus. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Glory to your name, Jesus. Glory to your name. Glory to your name, Jesus. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. We're there. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. We're there, body of Christ. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Glory to your name, Jesus. Glory to your name. Glory to your name, Jesus. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Glory to your name, Jesus. Glory to your name. Glory to your name, Jesus. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. There's no praise that will defeat the enemy. Are you willing to release it? There's a praise. There's a praise that would dethrone him of all power, all authority, cause him to be known and void. Glory to your name, Jesus. Glory to your name. Glory to your name, Jesus. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. There's a praise that we have to release. There's a praise. That will destroy the enemy. There's a praise. There is a praise. There's a praise. There's a sound. There's a noise that has to be released. That you have to release. You have to release. And let the enemy know that you have all power, all authority. We have to dethrone him of his power, of his authority. Over our minds, our hearts, our bodies. There's a praise that will cause a release, that will cause a freedom. There's a praise. There is a praise that you have to release. That's required. There's a level of praise that's required to defeat the enemy. There's a praise that has to be released. At the level that he's attacking you, it's your praise equal to the level that he's attacking you. Is there a praise that you're willing to release to the throne the enemy? Is there a praise that's a level of praise that you have to release? Because this praise would dethrone him of all power, all authority, and access for generations to come. For generations to come. Is our praise equal to the attack 
of the enemy. There's a praise. There is a praise that we have to release. No longer coming and sitting in silence as the enemy was attacking us. But your praise has to be equal to the level of your attack. Only if we knew how much warfare and attack that we are under. Because there will be a praise that will break out. There will be a noise, a silence of darkness. give you the glory, Father. We give you the honor for the victory that's already won. This is a victory praise for the victory that's already won. We glorify you. We honor you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. <laughs> Hallelujah. He is that wonderful. He is definitely praiseworthy. I don't know of anything else that is. <laughs> Except the precious blood of Jesus. and a cleansing. 
How you feeling, Tisa? You look lighter. Yeah, we just need a total worship night. <laughs> All right. Glory to God. I mean, true worship. True love. That's with God and man. times we're not in true worship. Mm. And that worship we must be in spirit and truth. So right. So a kind of title tonight, intercessory prayer, the battle for the new mind. So you was you was. <laughs> yeah, yes. I love it. Well, God said this is for you. The battle. For the new mind. Mm. So obviously it's not going to be easy. There is a battle that rages over your new mind. I'm going to say it again. There's a battle that's raging your new mind. It's <laughs> mm. mm, mm, mm. a battle. It don't sound peaceful. Sound like opposition. Not over your mind, but your new mind. You're all supposed to have a new mind. Not the same old mind. A new mind. So the battle is over that new mind. Mm. 
And we have to be aware that Satan is coming against. Okay, prophetess. She back there. need her here. <laughs> Confirmation. Key word she kept mentioning was generation. He's coming against this generation in an unprecedented measure. Y'all hear? Never before. He's attacking this generation to make or to take the thought of God out of the minds of an entire society. This is what's at work. This is what's at work. This is the society that you're living in now. Satan is attempting to attack this generation and ones yet unborn. To take the thought of God out of the minds, listen, not of just the people, but out of a society, a government, a neighborhood, a church. Mm. He's doing it through our school system. He's doing it through our colleges. College is a dangerous place for unregenerated minds. I got some people who work at the institution. They know. They see some of everything on those campuses, which is a reflection of the home. Mm. I'm going to tie that into it, too. He's throwing it through our businesses. Prophet has called out all the business. He's doing it through it. He's trying to eradicate the name out of the minds of people. Mm. He's doing it through our government. He's taking out the name of God. The Bible says to be careful when they speak, all speak good of you. Why do he say that? Because somewhere along the line, there's a compromise. But if you really preach Jesus, <laughs> he said they hated him, they're going to hate you. I mean, you can't even wear a shirt, I don't think, in high school to say Jesus. But you can put the rainbow on, though, which ain't even theirs. You let them take it. Won't pray. I'm not talking about them, I'm talking about the body. Okay? Don't think we're going to sit up here and pray and ain't going to be no attack, though. Oh, it's real. Okay. He's trying to eradicate and destroy completely, put to an end everything that comes, listen, from the mind of God. This is what Hasatan is doing. 
He's trying to blind Jamaica. He's trying to blind a whole entire generation. Your children. This is serious. He's trying to take them into captivity. He's trying to take as many people as possible into captivity. This is the war. Because of Revelation 12, 12. Revelation chapter 12 and verse 12. Therefore be glad, exult, O heavens, and you that dwell in them. Mm. But woe to you, O earth and sea, for the devil has come down to you in fierce anger, fury, because he knows that he has only a short time left. This is why he's so adamant about destroying the name and the mind of anything that receives Christ. School system, business world, the entertainment world. Y'all see what's happening? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He knows his time is short. So if you know your time is short, you're going to get your hustle on, ain't you? Hmm? Yeah, okay. All right. Let me teach y'all a little something tonight. We have events in history to show or in history to know that this is happening for real. Man, it's, it's like playing out. Teach y'all how to prophesy tonight. <laughs> These people in Genesis... Right? The beginning. We're not that far from the testimony of the creation of God. The people in Genesis. They weren't that far from the actual creation. The testimony of God. When God does something, it's a testimony. <laughs> okay. When he created, that was a testimony of him. When he created the stars, the heaven, it was all testifying that I exist. Mm. That chair you're sitting in right now testifies to the glory of God. That's right. It's made out of what you can't see. It's made out of light that you can't see. Yet you see. And it testifies. That cotton in there testifies of God. <laughs> okay. Are we missing it? Woo! Okay, hold on. Mm. They were not far from the creation of God. These people would have, they've had stories. They would have stories that would have the knowledge. See, we, so many things have been lost through time. Through moments, through events. Amen, teacher? 
they would have had lineage. Like so many have had throughout history. But they allow something to take over the fallen nature of humankind. That fallen nature that was sown into mankind in the garden of God. He likes to sow too. You remember when you were asleep? And the enemy came in and sown. He, he, I love to say, he made it personal. Your enemy. Mm. Okay. Wow. He came in and sown something into that garden. That's still resident within you and me right now. What he's sown in that garden resides in you and me. Still. Okay. Watch this example. I could kill someone. Okay. I could actually kill someone. You too. You too. <laughs> okay. All right. That was never supposed to be. That thought was never supposed to be. Okay. The battle over your new mind. Okay. That thought was never supposed to be. It was never supposed to be teaching in my nature. Anger. Was never supposed to be. In my nature. Rage. Lion. <laughs> Watch this. Forgiveness. Was never supposed to be in my nature. Was no need for it. Man, y'all not y'all y'all come to learn something tonight? I ain't playing. I'm serious. Mm. Y'all hear that? Wow. Every person has the capacity of sin. That. Listen, can be manifest, manifest, manifest itself at any moment. At any moment, you, you're subject to lie. Through a thought that was never supposed to be there. I told you. Anything you want to know, go back to the beginning. You'll find everything right there. But you got to know how to peer through the layers and peel them back and see. Because you read this. This is what I do. All right. Listen to this. It was never supposed to be me. It was never supposed to be your nature. thought 
that man could actually say, I could be as God. Or you could be God. It's never, never was supposed to be. And when you have that in you, you can determine. This is what happens. You can determine in yourself what is good and what is evil. Watch this, I know. When you say you're God, you can determine, this is what he was trying to give you. I can determine what is good and what is evil. This is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So I can be just like God now. I can determine what is good and evil. You never were supposed to. I don't need God to tell me. I don't need God to tell me <laughs> what the, the parameters, what the parameters and acceptable, listen, behavior, what they are. I don't need God to tell me what the parameters of acceptable behavior. I don't need God to tell me how to act. I don't need God to tell me what to do. This is what happens when you now have partaken of the knowledge of good and evil. Mm, 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 mm. I can determine on my own what's good for my life, what's bad for my life. I don't need God. I can do that for myself. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Teacher. I can determine... That on my own. Herein lies the warfare. That is the actual warfare. That I can determine. What's good. And evil. For my life. That is the warfare. That I can. Satan said, I. Okay. Okay. Woo. Okay. Mm, that's the warfare. Satan comes in and tempted Adam and Eve. Listen, he tempted them. Teacher, we keep thinking it's the fruit. He tempted them with a thought. Oh, I wish some people were here that need to be here. They said they were going to be here. <laughs> oh, my God. Woo, y'all listen to this. <laughs> he tempted them with a thought. He's still doing it to you today. <laughs> you, oh, you know, you know, you already know what to do. But he tempted you with a thought. Do I sleep with him? <laughs> Do I go with him? Do I eat this? Do I look at this? <laughs> Whoop, you're still in the garden. 
All right. Uh, and no one is exempt. <laughs> Not even why. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. Y'all late. Back up, Pastor. He tempts you with a he tempts you with a thought. The thought. The battle or the new mind. <laughs> okay. Y'all want me to pick it up? I'll pick it up. Okay. All right. Gotta go slow sometime. Okay, here we go. All right, all right. He tempted them with a thought. And that thought caused them to step outside of the parameters of protection of God. Y'all stop blaming it on other people. You have stepped outside of the parameters of God. Mm -mm. Okay. All right. <laughs> now, just look at the heartache that came into humanity because of that. All that you going through, been through, in and about to go through is because of a single thought. Okay. Maybe you didn't hear it. The way you behave, the way you act, is because what happened in the garden. Oh, maybe they didn't hear me over here. The way you respond, saints of the Most High. Mm. The way you treat people. Maybe we go back to the way you respond. The way you respond to leadership. The way you respond to direction. Correction. The way you respond is it's according to what happened in the garden. Good or bad. It is a tree of the knowledge of good and evil. How you respond. <laughs> Your whole life, the way you act, is because of what happened in the garden. The way you treat people when they love you and give you direction. And the way you respond is because of what happened in the garden. Because you know, you know if it's God. God don't respond like you do. See, you know it's within you. You can't deny it. Somebody tell you to do something, you get an attitude. Hey, garden. So you in the garden. Because you respond like you, you, you're responding. You're not responding like God gave you a directive. You're responding in the, listen, the overlay image. That's Satan. That's him superimposing his likeness on you. You know when nobody can't tell you anything, you get offended? Oh, can we talk about that one? Something real simple, you know.
Everybody looking down at the little man in front of y'all or something like that? Up here. Up here. I mean, eye contact. Give me eye contact so I know who it is. Too late. I already saw you. <laughs> Too late. I already saw you looking down. I saw you. Y'all won't write. You're like, move on, Pastor. Move on. Move on. All right. All right. Y'all talking about y'all want warfare. Y'all talking about, okay. We praying warfare. We going off. We fighting. <sighs> Your behavior is because of what happened in the garden. The way you treat people, the way you respond to people, your attitude can always be traced all the way back to the garden. Okay. Look at what visited Adam's house. His own son killed his own brother. Because of what happened in the garden. Mm-mm-mm. Y'all like move on, Pastor. Woo! Y'all want me to stay right there? <laughs> Look at yourself. Come on, fill with the Holy Ghost. That's what I, that's that's what God's saying. Okay. Okay, okay. All right. <laughs> Okay, okay. Woo. Let me say that one more time. The way you treat people, the way you respond to people, the way you respond, listen, uh oh, I forgot this one, in crisis. All of that goes back. To the garden. Okay. All right. The battle over your new mind. Okay. All right. I need to know which mind you're operating in. The old mind has a behavior. The old mind has a behavior. The old mind has an attitude. The old mind has a response. How it treats people. Like, see, you can't, you can't, God is not mocked. See, someone just need to be delivered from myself. Because you're wasting time pretending. It shows in your response. And somebody is always around to see your response. And you might not see them, but they see you. When will y'all ever learn that? Repent quickly. You won't lose anything. You will actually gain life. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. All right. Okay. See, what happens? Satan only paints half of the picture. He only pays while he only pays half of the picture. Listen, while you sinning, 
He only paints half of the picture while you're sinning. He only showed you the sunny side, you know. He only showed you that. Yeah, he showed you that. Yeah, he only shows you the temporary sunny side, though. <laughs> and not the part, not the side of sin that has death, despair, depression, destruction, addiction. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That destruction is something else. Y'all know what destruction means? I'm going to show you what destruction means. It means, listen, watch this. Destruction means the action or process of causing something so much damage that something that it can, that it ca- and wait, hold on, let me get it right. Woo, I got to slow down. Let me start it over. Can I take it from the top? Edit it out. Take it from the top. Here we go. All right. Destruction is the action or process of causing so much damage to something that it no longer exists or cannot be repaired. Y'all want to hear that again? Or y'all want to move on? Destruction. Okay. Oh, y'all ain't going to like this. Hold on. The action or process, time, of causing so much damage to something that it no longer exists or can not be repaired. That's what Satan wants to do to every child of God. Oh. He want you, Dina, so broken, so destroyed. Q, he wants you in the same manner. Pastor Rod, he want me in the same manner. So damaged, Tiffany. Reader, so damaged that it no longer exists or can't possibly be repaired. Destruction. You know, I got this habit. I just can't. Maybe I'll just go with it. I'll just go with the lifestyle. Destruction has come. No longer can be repaired. That's what he wants you to think. How many of you like that? Oh, I'm just neglected and abandoned and nobody loves me and all that. Spirit of Antichrist is already working in you. Because that is against God. Mm. It already worked. That's how, how did the pastor kill himself? No, for real. That's right, because it takes a certain anointing to bear the load of the... Mm. 
them back here. <laughs> of the resistance. You don't need a pastor who's a stumbling block. Mm. Okay, it's quiet here. Maybe the online people will clap and say, yeah, I got you, Pastor. I hear you. Click like. Okay. All right. Woo. Well, if I teach you false doctrine, I'm a stumbling block to you. Okay. Can we do some real stuff in here? Okay. All right. Okay. I love doing what I do. Listen to this. That's what Satan wants to do to every child of God. Listen, through our churches, he wants to destroy. Through our marriages, he wants to destroy. Through our families, through our relationships with each other. My. He's doing a great job so far, wouldn't you say? Par none. Yeah, he is. He's doing a great job. I mean, if you're not afraid to evale, you wait the body. Hmm. He's doing a great job. You can't be on both teams. <laughs> you can't be on both teams. Can I break that down? I'm going to break something down for us. I'm going to go to Romans 1 for a second. I know it's so such a familiar scripture. I'm going to help you with something. There's a lot of stuff in here in Romans 1. Romans 1 tells us about a society that looks like they look like it tells us, well, it tells us about a society that is in spiritual decline. Romans 1. When people can no longer and will no longer hear the word or the voice of God. Okay. All right. <laughs> when rebellion gets hold of people, whether through ignorance or plain deliberate or deliberate or simply through neglect, Paul writes and describes uh, or he, and he describes is the spiritual and moral decline of any society that chooses to follow in this same footstep right here that you read. This is what the church is choosing to do. All right. This is the days of Noah described in Romans 1. Let's start at 1. You know it. 18. Just read Romans 18 right there, and I'll, I'll, I'll carry on through. Romans chapter 1 at verse 18. For God's holy wrath and indignation are revealed from heaven against all ungodliness mm -hmm. and unrighteousness of men, who in their wickedness repress and hinder the truth and make it inoperative. Hold on. The moral decline of this nation starts 
guess where the moral decline of this nation starts? It starts, listen, in the home. Okay. And then into the streets. But the decline of the nation starts in the home. What's happening in your home? Hmm? Okay. Do you know that affects the whole society? What you think you're doing in private? Because it leaves the home and enters into the street. It has an evolution. It don't stay in the home. It leaves the home. Okay. It leaves and goes into the street, you know. Now, whatever's going on in your home is on public display. <laughs> I was trying. Now it's on public display. Yeah? This is why we have to, at all costs, protect the sanctity of our homes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was a good one. Mm-hmm. That was. That felt good, too. That was true. At all costs. Okay? The sanctity of our home. Husband and wives and children. Hmm. Families. Why do I want to continue reading that? Let me see. I, I got to cut some corners. Okay. Um, watch this. I know he said, let's make America great again. I know that's economic. That's what he's saying, right? Okay. Families. It's what makes a nation strong. See, why nobody saying this? You know why? Because the church is supposed to actually hand over or dictate the morals to the government. But we've separated church and state. Oh, see? Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. So when you don't do that, guess what it's called? Iniquity, lawlessness is what you see in the land. Do what thou wilt. Mm, okay. Oh, y'all wait. Y'all, I got. Okay, I got it. Okay. Family is what makes the nation strong, not money. But unity. Our nation is at war, listen, within. This nation is at war right now from within. Mm. It's not from outside forces. It's within the thoughts. Of man. It's in the thoughts of both parties. Okay, this is what we don't get. Let the Bible teach. I'm trying to. 
The moral decline is what brings the spirit of Antichrist on the scene. In the church and in the world. He's in both. Mm. Our nation and our families are being taken into captivity by ungodly, watch this, thoughts. Thoughts that are void of God. Our nation is being drawn into captivity because of ungodly, void, vain, emptiness, thoughts of man. Okay. Their thoughts move a nation away from the very fabric of what makes a nation strong and virtuous. The thoughts of the people, the thoughts of you. It's economics. We think it's, it's how a person thinks. It's how a nation thinks. Determines its strength. It's uprising or decline. It's how the people think. See, this is why you try to get like socialism and stuff because it try to get the people to think the same way. That's what communism do. It makes people think the same way. Gotta learn some stuff. You come to church. See that here? Look at that. Y'all learning some stuff. Y'all learning some good things, stuff you probably should learn when you're in high school, but you're learning. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Woo, man, that's the class I thought I was gonna fail when I was in, in 12th grade. Government. I was like, oh my God. I was panicking, but I got to see. I was like, yeah, okay. I take it. <laughs> if I pass oh, first, second, and third semester, if I flunk the exam, I still pass. You know, you know how y'all do. <laughs> it's a thought. Okay. All right. All right. Read verse 19. <laughs> I'm going to show y'all something if I can get to it tonight. Verse 19. For that which is known about God. Mm is evident to them and made plain in their inner consciousness Ooh. because God himself has shown it to them. <laughs> I know everybody always thinks this is still homosexuality. It's more than just that. <laughs> Have you have you ever, <laughs> have you ever lied and believed your lie? <laughs> no, nobody won't talk to me on this one. That proves what that scripture just says, that you know. Y'all don't get it? Nobody get it? Okay. All right. Got the word. He cannot 
lie. See, when you read the scripture, continue to say that. He's his word. He cannot lie. I can, but he can't. Okay. He said that. <laughs> he said it. Which they, it is known about God. It's evident to them. Made plain to them in the inner consciousness. Oh. You can't do this. Because he himself, parenthesis, has shown them. Okay. This scripture is, Romans, this scripture, if you miss like Genesis 6, see, this is going in and out at the same time. Like when he was talking about Satan and the prince of Tyre, it's, it's doing the same thing, in and out, but you don't know who he... I'm going to show you. <laughs> this ain't no new revelation. This always been there. New revelation is always on. This new revealing. All right. Listen to this. When you read this, there is no reason for spiritual ignorance. You have no call for spiritual ignorance. This is displayed, listen, in our nation, in our families today. Uh, when, we, when we get into all these movements, y'all know them. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. All of these movements are opposing the mind of God in our society. A woman right to choose. Oh, they're going to flag us. It's all right. It's all right. Praise the Lord. All right. Revelation. Okay. No, don't go to Revelation. Go, go do, do 20. Do it fast. We got to go fast. You got to read it fast. They, they catch it fast. 20, and I'll tell you when to stop. Verse 20, for ever since the creation of the world, That's it, his invisible nature and attributes, that is, his eternal power and divinity, have been made intelligible and clearly discernible in and through the things that have been made, his handiworks. Mm. So men are without excuse, altogether without any defense or justification. Verse 21. Because when they knew and recognized him as God, they did not honor and glorify him as God or give him thanks. But instead, they became futile mm. and godless in their thinking with vain imaginings, foolish reasoning, and stupid speculations. And their senseless minds were darkened. Mm. Claiming to be wise, they became fools professing to be smart, they made simpletons of themselves. <coughs> and by them the glory and majesty and excellence of the immortal God were exchanged for and represented by images resembling mortal man and birds and beasts and reptiles. Stop. Stop. Hold on. A, a minister. And by them, the glory and the mastery, right? And excellence of their ear of the immortal God, right? 
were exchanged for the what? For the images of mortal man. I thought man was already. I thought this was already man. Who is he talking about? See, see, if you don't understand Genesis 6, you'd be like confused. Hold on. Read it, read it again, minister. I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get you there. Read it again. I just want to show you something. And by them, the glory and majesty and excellence of the immortal God were exchanged for and represented by images resembling mortal man and birds and beasts and reptiles. Why is that there? Why is birds and beasts and reptiles there? Huh? Somebody made an exchange from something that won't. Ain't that right? Just, I'm going to tiptoe in there, okay? Just give you something to think about. Okay? Somebody exchanged some glory. Right? By them, the glory and magic excelled. And immortal men were exchanged for and represented by images. Resembling mortal men. Do a mortal... Mortal men. Mortal means what? Huh? You can die. That's my image right now, that I can die. Who is he talking to? Somebody exchanged something to represent... Mortal men. Y'all said y'all wanted to go deep. I'm going to pull back. Y'all ain't ready. See, I try. I test the water to see if they were ready, but you ain't ready. Mm-mm. Okay. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. All right. Hmm. Go to 24. <laughs> Verse 24. Therefore God gave them up in the lusts of their own hearts to sexual impurity, to the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves, abandoning them to the degrading power of sin. Stop. Is this Man already had a sin nature. Man already had a sin nature. Didn't they? Okay. Okay. All right. Therefore God gave them up in their lusts, in their own hearts, to sexual impurities. Can I just slide something in there? 
So if you read the book of Enoch, the book of Enoch says that these angels, these fallen ones, defile their bodies in Genesis 6. They defile their bodies by sleeping with the daughters of men. I said it's interchangeable. It's, it's going in and out, in and out, like the prince of Tyre and Satan. What's he saying here? And then in Jude, he said that they left their original estate. They disrobed. I, I know it's all. <laughs> I, I can, but I'm just trying to warm you up a little bit. Dishonoring of their bodies. Amongst themselves. What's the last part in parentheses, minister? Abandoning them to the degrading power of sin. Mm. Degrading means to come down. Okay, I'm going to leave y'all alone. Y'all going to leave. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Read, keep going. Verse 25, because they exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. So be it. Oh, man. Okay. I know, teacher. I'm trying to, I'm not trying to do a Friday night, but I just got to. Uh, I know, but I'm just trying to lay a little. Let y'all see something that you probably ain't seen. Okay? So now you get some understanding here. Who's talking? And who is he talking to? Okay? Because they exchange the truth of God for a lie. Well, that tells you that that involves somebody. Mm. And worshiped. And serve. The what? The creature. Rather than the creator. Ooh, he's going to get his worship somehow, ain't he? Mm-mm-mm. Who is blessed forever. Amen. So be it. Next verse. I, I can't feel it back all, but come on. Verse 26. For this reason. For this reason. Look at this. God gave them over. And abandoned them to vile affections and degrading passions. For their women exchanged their natural function for an unnatural and abnormal one. Hold on. If a man and a woman, that's natural. Okay. All right. For this reason, God gave them over to what? And abandoned them to vile affection. Degrading, right? Passions again. For their women exchanged their natural affection for what? See, <laughs> I, 
<laughs> yeah. Go ahead, brother. Go to the next one. I mean, we'll pick up on it. Don't worry. I ain't going to leave you hanging. Keep on. Verse 27. And the men also turned from natural relations with women and were set ablaze, burning out, consumed with lust for one another. Men committing shameful acts with men mm -hmm. and suffering in their own bodies and personalities mm. the inevitable consequences and penalty of their wrongdoing and going astray, Straight. which was their fitting retribution. There's so much here that needs to be un unveiled, and we don't have the time, and don't go ahead because you didn't. Anyway. <laughs> Sounds like somebody taught them something. Anyway, I'm going to bring us around. We're going to get there. 28, we're going to get there. Verse 28, and so, since they did not see fit to acknowledge God or approve of him or consider him worth the knowing, mm. Mm. God gave them over to a base and condemned mind mm. to do things not proper or decent, but loathsome. Mm. 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 They did not want to retain the image of God in their knowledge. Y'all see this? Keep on. Let me see if I can go in there real Verse quick. Yeah. Verse 29. Until they were filled, permeated, and saturated with every kind of unrighteousness, mm. iniquity, grasping, and covetous greed, and malice. Mm. They were full of envy and jealousy, murder, strife, deceit, and mm. treachery, mm. ill will, and cruel ways. Mm. They were secret backbiters and gossipers. Verse 30, slanderers, hateful to and hating God, full of insolence, arrogance, and boasting, inventors of new forms of evil, disobedient and undutiful to parents. Mm. Mm. Verse 31. They were without understanding, conscienceless and faithless, mm. heartless and loveless mm. and merciless. Though they are fully aware of God's righteous decree that those who do such things deserve to die, they not only do them themselves, mm but approve and applaud others who practice them. Whew. There's so much here. I got to cut some corners. All right. Oh, my God. They did not want to retain God in their knowledge. They wanted the name of God eradicated from society. They wanted Everything that reminded them of the one who blessed them, taken away. Watch this. Mark 5. I got, I got you. Don't even leave you hanging. Mark 5. Right? This is what happened. Mark 5, 
Ready? Two through six. Amplified. Fast. Mark chapter five at verse two. And as soon as he got out of the boat, there met him out of the tombs a man under the power of an unclean spirit. This man continually lived among the tombs, and no one could subdue him any more, even with a chain. For he had been bound often with shackles for the feet and handcuffs. But the handcuffs of light chains he wrenched apart, and the shackles he rubbed and ground together and broke in pieces. And no one had strength enough to restrain or tame him. Night and day among the tombs mm -hmm. and on the mountains, he was always shrieking and screaming and beating and bruising and cutting himself with stones. Mm -hmm. and, when, and when from a distance he saw Jesus, he ran and fell on his knees before him in homage. Jump to 12. Verse 12, and the demons begged him, saying, send us to the hogs that we may go into them. Keep going. Verse 13, so he gave them permission, and the unclean spirits came out of the man and entered into the hogs. And the herd, numbering about 2,000, rushed headlong down the steep slope mm -hmm. into the sea. And were drowned in the sea. Go on. The hog feeders ran away and told it in the town and in the country. Mm -hmm. And the people came to see what it was that had taken place. And they came to Jesus and looked intently and searchingly at the man who had been a demoniac. Listen. Sitting there, clothed and in his right mind, the same man who had had the legion of demons. And they were seized with alarm and struck with fear. Hold it. They found him where? In his right mind. After the deliverance. So could it be that some of us are still under the influence? Of the demonica. This is why we don't have the right mind. Because he said, You know, it's been plain. So why are you still treating people the way you treat them? You know when you're treating somebody bad. Verse 17. Verse 17. See, I told you, we, we, we ain't delivered. We think we are. We ain't delivered. Verse 17. They began to beg Jesus to leave their neighborhood. Mm. <laughs> this man was set free from thousands of devils. That no man could tame him. And yet, <laughs> he, he went into the society. <laughs> and his testimony of what God had done. 
this is what happened. See, I'm t- stop being fooled by what you see out here. Y'all know what I'm saying. If you really got him and you really set free, and when you go back to your people, what did they do? And they begged his Jesus man to leave this neighborhood. Please leave Hollywood. Y'all ain't y'all ain't with me. Okay. See, when you really set free, the enemy know it. And then when you go back, they're gonna tell you to leave. They're not going to tell you to leave if you never left. Okay. All right. Y'all just want to keep playing. All right. Okay. All right. Here we go. The whole town, as it came out, and encouraged Jesus to leave the borders and go and do your work elsewhere. Stop for that. Oh, how history repeats itself, right? Comes, listen, let me see. They said, it comes with blessings. Hold on, let me say this. Wow. Let me cut this corner here. All right, he said, mm hmm. Okay, okay. My borders, okay, all right. Have y'all left y'all borders? <laughs> you know, your comfort zone. Mm hmm. Most of us are saying, please don't interrupt my lifestyle. Please don't interrupt my commerce. Please don't interrupt my pursuit of life and liberty and happiness with this gospel. Mm, mm, mm. In Romans 1, 29 through 30, we're going to make it 32. We're going to go back to Romans. I ain't going to go. I'm just going to cut it corner. Okay. In Romans 1, 28 through 20, uh, 29 through 32, we just go back there. We're not going to read it, though. Uh, let me see, because we already read it. They, they didn't want God in their thoughts. Y'all know their thoughts. Mm. Y'all know that thought. You didn't want God in your thoughts. Okay. It usually happens when you're sinning. Okay. I don't want that thought now. I want to sin. Okay, here, okay. See, he said, see, you know, he said, you know. You always, (laughs) those thoughts that Satan gives you always lead you to the same place. I told y'all the definition of a fool, right? That's the one who does the same thing over and over and over and over and over again and expect a different ending, right? This pattern is the same with history. It's not hidden. Paul said in Romans 1. We know, he said, we know it. We have the stories. This is where I wanted to get to. He said, Paul said, we know, we have the stories. I gave you the book of Jasher. Do you know that Jasher was in the original King James 1611 Bible? The book of Jasher that they mentioned. Okay, all right. Not canon, but it's an apocrypha. Okay? 
It's an apocryphal book. Jasher means like this. Check what I mean. It means, let's see. It means upright. It means upright. It means the book of the just man. So the book of Jasher chronicalizes Noah. And Peter said that Noah was what? A preacher of righteousness. So this book goes in historic, gives you some facts, some things historically what was going on. See, but without reading that, you wouldn't understand that part about the birds, the beasts, the plants. See, but they knew because they read it. So God wanted to destroy the whole earth. I got to destroy the plants and the, and the beasts in the field too? Why well, I got to destroy them? What was happening to them? Mm. More. More. More than bestiality. Apocrypha, some of y'all might not know what that means. It's biblically or related writings, not, not forming part of the, except the canon of scriptures, okay? It's more of a historical type of book. All right. We need to understand some things that what was happening in the days of Noah. What was happening in the days of Noah? This is what Jesus said. And I'm, I'm still talking about our mind, because it said the mind's in the imagination of everyone. Everybody was corrupted. They were eating and drinking and giving into marriage and marrying. I mean, God going to destroy the earth because people were getting married? I thought that's what he wanted. Who was marrying? What? Were they drinking? Y'all know what Baal worship is? This is where you get cannibals from. Oh, y'all can put it together? So all your little walking dead and zombie movies. It's about ball worship. What are they doing? Eating and drinking as it was in the day of Noah. So shall it be again. Oh, the walking dead coming on tonight. Girl, let's watch it. Do y'all see what's happening? Y'all the church ain't ready. Y'all, y'all just want to keep playing. In, those, in that book, it even talks about the <laughs> mixing and the blending of species. Chimeras. See, one day, one day y'all going to be really ready to hear what I need to teach y'all. <laughs> so you have a real understanding of the scripture of what's really 
happening. Why did he tell Joshua to go in and kill everybody? And don't take and don't take anything with you. Don't take none of the gold. Don't take any. See, sometimes you got to cast demons out, but sometimes you got to cast demons off of things. That's why he said, see, y'all understand the spirits. This is why I gave you the man and, and, the, and the tombs and, and when he was delivered and why they was in it, why those, uh, those demons needed a body. That, an angel don't need your body. The Bible said many have entertained angels not knowing because they look just like they don't need a body. Sodom and Gomorrah, they look just, there was angels, but they look just like men. They didn't need to inhabit a body. So when you get an unholy alliance between fallen angels and what? The daughters of men. And they create something. That's a lie. Where, when it dies, where did that spirit go? It's not an angel. Hello? That's like scratching the surface where I want to tell y'all, where I want to go. So, you have to understand why he said that. Why? Why he's saying now, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in my coming. We're getting there real fast. Because how we're getting there real fast, what's happening in your home? Believe it or not, what you do in your home affects spiritual. There's so much more. I got to stop. There's so much more that I want to break over to us to understand exactly this warfare and why the battle is over your new mind. Paul had to have a new mind. Because he thought he was doing something for God. Tradition. Hey, teach. It's, it's so much more I want to. This just, I, I didn't get to go, but we'll come back, right? Y'all going to come back, right? We can get some more. You see your part that you got to play? Last thing. Come on up here, Keisha. Last thing. Last thing. Last thing. I'm going to say it again. Last thing. Look, look. The whole time Noah is building the ark. The whole time he's building the ark. It's a testimony of God. The whole time they've seen it, they've seen the testimony of God. The ark. Then the, t the, the next ark was the ark of the covenant. Which what? Housed the very presence of God. Correct? The ark that Noah built did what? How's the very purpose of God? Okay, y'all, y'all don't, y'all don't see it. Y'all don't see it. Y'all don't see it. Every day, these people were passing by a visible testimony of God, and no one entered in. 
you are now the Ark of the Covenant. Every day somebody passing you by, looking at the testimony of God in your life. And you won't have no one come in. Look at that, the Ark of the Covenant. That's you now. Noah's Ark was a testimony of the glory of God, preserver of life. What is an Ark? What is an Ark? Ark is just a vessel, a container. Y'all understand what you are? They're doing just like Noah. They're walking by, seeing this great structure. They know it's supernaturally built, too. They see it. Look at it. Supernatural. Look what you done been through, and look at your mind. Teacher, teacher, sometimes you got to take a little bit. Because I got to get you out of that rut that you're in. Because you still, you still walking around being glorified by the beauty of God when it's you. It's about getting the souls in that you are now the ark. And you are now the ark of the covenant. The ark of God. You house the very presence of God. That's what all those things did. House the presence of God. And that's you now. Everybody walking by you just like that. Are you building it? Teacher, come on. They building it and they just marveling at it. Look what they done did to Ephraim. Look what happened to Eric. Look at the structure, the framework has gone on in his life. Just walking on by. That's you too, Billy. Glory to God. <laughs> mm. yeah, come and help me, because I will keep going. Come and get me. <laughs> Woo! I'm sorry, y'all. I um, ain't doing nothing else. I just want when you, as you prepare to leave tonight, is that what is obviously Holy Spirit really saying to me? What is what is he? saying to me in my life and in my state of being. Um, Pastor, I was just teaching on how the enemy wants to, there's a battle over your new mind, right? So the question, you know, that I was asking is, if it's the battle over my new mind, really, what is a thought? Because we're talking about how your thoughts, what it does, right? Um, and they exchange really their what was the spirit in the life of Christ Jesus versus the law of sin and death that we've been delivered from, right? is that a thought in the most simplest form, and I've studied thought, studied the mind and all these different things, but the most simplest form, thought is the power to imagine. 
Okay, you you have the power to imagine. And if you have the power to imagine, you have the power to change your realities. No matter the situation, no matter the circumstance, no matter what you're feeling, no matter the pain, no matter what the words that you're hearing, but your words, the power that you have to imagine can change your response to the words around you, which is the situation, the circumstance. You have the power to change your reality. Meaning that if I'm experiencing all, you know, I'm, I feel rejected, I feel whatever, you feel anything other than the new mind, you have the power to imagine suddenly, immediately, be delivered immediately out of those toxic thoughts and ways of being that's not prosperous for your spirit. Okay? I want you to, when you leave here, uh, I think one thing else Pastor was saying about it all starts in the home. So you, you're either the remedy or you're the virus. Because you go out into the community, and this is why I often ask people, are you causing someone to grow? Are you causing someone to fall? And that's why with my life, I want to ensure that I'm the remedy for what you're dealing with. I come with a cure. I come with a cure. All right? I want you to just to leave with that. That's all I have for you is that. It's, it's something with everything that you heard tonight, you got to think about it. That it's not that, oh, I, you know, I'm in this kind of rut and feeling a certain kind of way and, and gets excuse me today, I'm going through something. No, you have the power to imagine because this is the creative power that God has given you to snatch you out of those toxic environments while you're still yet in it, but you're not of it. Oh, my God. That's all I got for you tonight. Love you. <laughs> I would do something different. You would do something different. Teach like, what are you going to do? I ain't going to teach. I'm going to leave you with this. I'm not going to teach. I'm going to leave you with this. I'm going to leave you with this scripture. No, for real. This is what I want you to do. He's going he's gonna to end with the word. 2 Corinthians 10. Amen. So be it tonight. Stay in the glory. This is how you're going to leave. Stand to your feet. 2 Corinthians 10. Amplify 4 through 5. 2 Corinthians so right. chapter 10 and verse 4. For the weapons of our warfare are not physical weapons of flesh and blood, but they are mighty before God for the overthrow and destruction of strongholds, 
in as much as we refute arguments and theories and reasoning and every proud and lofty thing that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God. And we lead every thought and purpose away captive into the obedience of Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One. Into captivity. That's what you do tonight. Amen.